Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. A gentleman with a cocaine habit, a cunning individual, and a loyal friend who falls in love. Welcome to our three main characters. Welcome to this episode on Arthur Conan Doyle's The Sign of Four. In this episode, we'll be taking a closer look at the major characters of the novel and the themes which they are closely tied to. For ease of discussion, we're going to split our characters into two groups main and secondary. Firstly, our main characters are Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Watson, and Jonathan Small. With these three, you have the protagonist, the antagonist, and the narrator of the story. Our secondary characters are Mary Morstan, Thaddeus Sholto, and Tonga. Mary is the love interest and the damsel in distress. Thaddeus Sholto is the hinge on which the entire story turns, and Tonga is the feared colonial other that inspires a sense of danger throughout the piece, but more of that in the next episode. Let's take some time to consider each character in turn, their place in the story, and what they could represent to both us and readers at the time The Sign of Four was published. Sherlock Holmes is the obvious place to start. He's the hero of the piece, what you might call the protagonist. It's Sherlock's wit and intellect that is pitted against the mystery of the Mortson treasure and the cunning of Jonathan Small. For readers of the time, Sherlock represents the power of the British nation. He is a gentleman, possesses an incredibly sharp and enviable intellect, and always triumphs over whoever he is pitted against. There is an interesting aside to this, however. In this novel, we are introduced to Sherlock's cocaine habit, which he uses to numb his mind when it's not engaged by an interesting crime or conundrum. This cocaine habit, and the fact that he takes his cocaine by injecting it, could be considered by critics to represent Britain under attack from an external force. That Sherlock is weakened and dulled by this attack matches up clearly with the British concern that the British colonies will somehow dilute and weaken the strength of the imperial body politic. It is especially relevant when you consider the colonial and imperialistic overtones of the rest of the novel. So always bear in mind how Sherlock, a representative of Britain, interacts with Jonathan Small and Tonga, representatives of the colonies. Speaking of Jonathan Small, he takes on the role of antagonist in this novel. Although we do not encounter him for almost all of the novel, it is his actions which begin to drive the story forward in the second half. He also serves as a final source of information to Sherlock and the reader, revealing all so that the story can come to a satisfying ending. Jonathan also has a place in the novel from fairly early on. He is first described, though not identified, by Thaddeus Sholto as the face at the window of his father's house. This is an early suggestion that his influence too runs throughout the entire novel. 
Conan Doyle paints Small as a man of real cunning, even earning Sherlock's admiration towards the end of the book. Small's strength comes from his ruthlessness. In the final chapter of the book, he repeatedly shows that he is in pursuit of what he considers his own justice, seeking the death of Major Sholto and the return of a treasure which he rightfully sees as his. Small's obsession with the treasure and how close he came to possessing it would have been a signifier to the reading public that Small is someone to be feared. Just as Tonga, who we will speak about soon, is representative of the invasion of the colonial other, Small is representative of the rise of the lower and middle classes who are viewed as a threat to the upper classes of civilised Britain. The wealth which Small seeks would make him a rich man, and give him access to a world which would otherwise have been out of reach. Once again, Conan Doyle is playing with the British fear of destabilisation. However, this time, what is feared is class transgression. Finally, of the major characters, we have Dr Watson, our narrator. As we mentioned in the previous episode, Conan Doyle was likely influenced by a range of various doctors, both in literature and in life. Conan Doyle repeatedly stated that Holmes was inspired by the real-life figure of Dr Joseph Bell, a surgeon whom Doyle met during his time at the Royal Infirmary of Edinburgh. While Holmes was to get all of Bell's talent for observation and deduction, it is Watson who assumes Bell's gift for narrative and analysis. The entire story is told in the first person, from Watson's point of view, with the exception of the final chapter, which takes place largely from the perspective of Small, as he recounts his story. However, Watson is the primary narrator and represents the perspective of the British everyman. In terms of character, Watson is very loyal to Sherlock and perhaps his only true friend. Throughout the Holmes stories, it is through Watson's eyes that we encounter the puzzles and mysteries that Holmes is able to navigate with such ease and enjoyment. Much like the earlier sensation novel, where the reader encounters clues at the same pace as the central protagonist, with Watson as narrator, we as readers become Holmes's sidekick on the hunt for evidence. Watson is thus a highly relatable character. His sense of loyalty and an unwavering morality of right and wrong forms the bedrock of Watson's character. But in The Sign of Four, we also see a new side to Watson. He's a romantic. The arrival of Mary Morstan in the book finds Watson immediately smitten. Throughout the book, he recounts to the reader not only his interest in Mary, but also his despair. This despair comes from two angles. The first is that when it is revealed that Mary is the heiress to a great fortune, he realises that they will be separated by class boundaries. She in the upper and he firmly in the middle. Secondly, he is restrained by his sense of honour, his fear that he will be considered a fortune hunter if he pursues Mary romantically. This internal struggle runs through the entire novel as a subplot and plays an important role in always having the reader feel like they're progressing towards something, even when the main mystery is in a state of suspense. So, those are our three main and complex characters. Sherlock, whose great strength is his wit and intellect. 
Jonathan Small's cunning and a smitten and honourable Dr. Watson. Now, in the next episode, we will talk about the subject of Dr. Watson's romantic notions, Mary Morstan, and Thaddeus Sholto and Tonga. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.